Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, elder candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. So we're still sitting here. Yep. Haven't gone anywhere. Nope. We just, uh, well, you went, I think, to the bathroom or something because you got up and left. Well, no, I went and stole a... uh, Diet Coke from the fridge. Oh, you took one of Pat's. I took one of Pastor Pat's. <laughs> I rumbled around. I was like, eh, that's Pastor Pat's. I'm he likes it. to share. He's always telling us, help yourself, help yourself. And then yeah. he gets none of what he bought. And then he gets not enough? Is that what he, he said? gets none of it. No, because we always I know. It. We I always know. take all this He's stuff. got a Diet Coke in there. Thanks, uh, Pastor Pat. You're awesome. You're so great. So we were talking about um, when worship goes bad. When we, worship goes bad. And we talked uh, through the, the problems inherent with trying to bring in entertainment yep. as a part, as an emphasis in corporate worship. Yep. There's a lot of way worship can go bad. Oh, yeah. You know, um, and what we want to talk about today is, we want to fo- well, tonight, we want to focus in on preaching because... Let's do it. Bad preaching. I feel like that's like the focal point. That That's something, something that really needs to be done well. I, I, I'm persuaded of that. Um, and I think people might go, well, of course, because you're the preacher and you want it to be all about you. But... Honestly, um, I do. Uh, do you really think people think like that? Some people think that way. Sure. Really? Do oh, they yeah. not understand what preaching of God's word is? Yeah, it's all about me. Like, do, I think that some people think that way. Like, so um, I I believe that the word of God is central to corporate worship. Absolutely. And I think, Absolutely. It, and I think it does hit its pinnacle in preaching. Absolutely. Um, that's that's my perspective. That's generally our perspective here at Redeemer. Uh, but and I love good preaching. I have. Since my conversion, I have loved good preaching, and uh, there's, in fact, even before that, and we've, I think I've talked about this before, I've always been drawn to articulate, passionate people, mm-hmm. and guys that, uh, that guys that have a clear message and can reason well. Um, I've always been drawn to that, but once I became a Christian and heard the Word of God proclaimed and preached, it was just um, so... Uh, refreshing or convicting. It was transformative. Absolutely. Yep. There's never been a Sunday when I didn't want to hear the word preached. Now there's been Sundays when I didn't want to go to church for whatever reason, but I'm always hungry to hear somebody. I'm always eager to hear someone uh, preach the word, but I'm not always hungry to hear certain people preach the word. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it depends on the individual. I, I, I would agree. Like, um, well, I guess if you have a relationship. Well, I mean, like here at Redeemer, that, I'm eager to hear anybody preach at Redeemer. Sorry, I mean, say the last part again? I'm eager to hear any of our guys preach here oh, at Redeemer. Oh, yes, absolutely, absolutely. But preaching but again, can go bad. But preaching can go bad. And I, I guess when I say that I've been in churches where I... Uh, uh, mm, look at you. I know, I'm trying to choose You're the right to word. Edit yourself. I, like I am editing myself. Look at you, how you edit yourself. I wasn't as excited... Mm-hmm. for the preaching of God's word. Sure. And it wasn't, there's been times in my life when I wasn't excited because I was dealing with unrepentant sin. Right. But this is different. Mm-mm. I've had those times where it's like, this is just a bad preacher. Right. It's going to be the same message rehashed over and over again. Yeah. Uh, or it's going to be a fireside chat. Yeah. And I just don't yeah. want to be part of this. Yeah. I mean, in, in, denominational life uh you know i was the vice moderator of our local association for a while la di da yeah look at me I had to i had to wear my my coat mm. my sport coat my suit and moderate and wait, all that what? stuff say it again oh yeah suit wait, you had to wear a suit 
Sport coat, yeah. And you actually wore it? Well, yeah. Got to adapt, son. All right, so let me let me get this straight. Yeah. You won't shave your beard off, or you won't quit smoking cigars for your wife. Right. But you'll wear a sports coat when the denomination tells you to. Well, no, I didn't. Yeah. The denomination so, didn't tell me to. Well, no, you. But, but, I, but I, I wore but because it for the, the but, denomination. I, well, I wore, okay, so yeah. the denomination had you do this. They didn't ask you, me to. They didn't ask you to. No. So then, why'd you do it? Because it was custom. It was customary among the people. Become all things all men. But it's also customary to, you know, honor your wife. And, yeah, and, I do. But if she asked you to quit cigars, you wouldn't. No. Well, here's the thing. If she said, don't smoke uh, today when you come home, I wouldn't. But if she said, hey, I just want you to stop forever. Nah, that ain't going to happen. It would be, it okay, would be, but you wear a sports coat for some strangers. For uh, three for, hour, for, for three hours on one night a month? Sure. So you you can only honor your wife for a certain time period? All the time. What I'm saying is, is if, if, I was, if, if the denomination said, hey, you have to wear a suit Every day, I would be like, get out of here. I ain't got to do that. But if they said, hey, can you wear it this one time? I'd be like, sure. See, I feel like if they asked you just to wear it the one time, you'd say no. Well, no, I would. Of course I would. If that's the custom, if I'm preaching somewhere and they're like, hey, we, we always wear a suit. Wear a suit. I'd wear a suit. All right. Of course. I've no, I've just it. never seen you like that. I've always seen, I've seen you in sports coat when you want to wear the coat. Yeah. But I've never seen you adapt to somebody else. Yeah. What's the word? I've never seen you acquiesce. Is that the word? Acquiesce. Well, yeah. I mean, listen, if that's customary, like I'll never preach at Southern Seminary. I'm not the kind of guy they would invite. Mm. But if they did, I would wear a suit. Of course. That's what every preacher wears when he goes there. Okay. Yeah. Let's just, I'm, not, I'm not a jerk. I didn't say you're a jerk. Well, I'm just you saying know. you're a very independent person and you, you don't like doing what other people tell you to do. Well, no. I don't like people telling me what to that, do. And that's it. So, But that, if they say like, hey, this is kind of customary, you know. I know, but hold on. So you're saying if they said, Joe, you got to wear a suit. You I know, I, would, I still would. I still would. Okay, so you, you'd be okay with someone telling me what telling to do. They're not telling me what to do in my life. They're telling me what to do in their context. You're very proud of yourself right there. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's the truth. Come but on. It, all right, I'm not going to go down. No one cares about this. No one cares right, about why this. Do we, why do we do it? We need a t-shirt that says, no one cares about this. That's actually a great idea. All right. We'll Peter Voth, get on it. Peter Voth, no one cares <laughs> about this. In quotes. <laughs> Doctrine and devotion underneath. All right, so what were we talking about? Oh, when preaching goes when pre- bad. Yeah, no, when, when worship goes bad. When worship goes bad, preaching. bad preaching. Yeah, bad preaching. Bad pre- so how does preaching go bad? Like what, what, let's talk about this. What makes for good preaching? Mm-hmm. Okay. What do, you, what do you want to be happening when somebody steps up to the pulpit? All right, one, uh, sufficient study. Right. That there needs to be uh, the proper preparation, preparation, uh, for that individual. Now that I'm not saying they need to have 30 hours of study in. Right. They could do it in eight hours or less. Ryan Hughley, head on over to amazon.com and you can grab his book. Now, uh, it could be eight hours. It could be 30 hours. It could be whatever it is, but whatever is needed for them and right. for that sermon, there needs to be proper time. So sufficient study, really good as permissible. And I want to say that because like there are times when people get a last minute. Oh Yeah. And so, yeah, you do the time, you prepare as best as possible. I guess that's the way to put it. Because you can tell when someone hasn't prepared. Yeah, I think you can. Yeah. You could tell when they're just kind of winging it. You can tell when they really don't have much to say. Yeah. And they just repeat themselves a lot. <laughs> they go back to their things. So I think so. I think when I'm, when I'm looking at really good preaching, what I'm looking forward uh, to hearing someone, uh, I expect to hear the word exposited. I expect to hear scripture explained and applied. I expect to hear Jesus. Absolutely. If yep. I'm not hearing about Jesus, I am 
I am not impressed. I am not going to be very helped. Um, I think it has to come back to the gospel in some way. Now, there are a number of different ways and, and aspects yeah. um, that to hit the gospel with, um, but the good news in Jesus Christ, it's got to somehow get back to that. I'm definitely looking for that. Now, we kind of talked about like that over... Everyone kind of knows that kind of stuff. I, well, I shouldn't say they know, but so I don't want to be... Obviously, Jim. Obviously, <laughs> you should be knowing those things. But I think... Well, let's talk about mechanics of it. Mm-hmm. I think good preaching has a central message or a central so. theme yeah. that is strung throughout the yeah. entire sermon. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. That's something that we push really hard here when we're training our guys. Um, your whole sermon... In your whole sermon, you are making one point. Mm-hmm. Now, you may have three or 15 points to your sermon. Yep. I don't really care. But everything should be driving at one main idea. Which a, we call the sermon summary. Right. We want that sermon summary in a sentence that people can write down or even memorize and take with them. Because different people are going to pick up different things in the sermon, right? They're going to they're gonna really like latch on to something that God is teaching them in maybe the first point. That's or maybe right. in the third point. Or maybe in uh, an implication that you're driving home. But it all relates to that main idea. Exactly. And it's got to be something that's clear, concise, and I, I think repeatable. Yeah. Right? Me- or memorable, I guess. Whatever well, word you want to use. My sermon summary from this past Sunday was was not really repeatable. No, it was a bit longer than usual. It was a little longer. Than than... It was a bit longer. Like, Joe, Joe, <laughs> Joe says his sermon summary. I'm like, what? I got my phone out. I was getting ready to tweet it. I was like, oh, yeah, here we go. I'm going to tweet this. Never mind. <laughs> I just go, never mind. I ain't tweeting it. All right. Do you have your sermon summary in front of you? Uh, here yeah, here, I'll, I'll look All it up. Right, here's here. the sermon summary from this past Sunday. I wish you had a previous one so we could compare the two. Okay, I, I should be able to find them. All right, here. Come, do you want to do the one before and then this one so they could see the big difference between All right, uh, here we what go. is the norm? Okay, this is, this is a normal sermon summary for Joe Thorne. Go. Okay. The work of regeneration makes you. The doctrine of regeneration keeps you. Mm. Now, that was part of our Tulip series. Our, uh, our Doctors of Grace series. Right. Okay. Um, or even simpler, uh, the death of Jesus is the hope of the Christian. Bam. Simple, right? Bada bam. Now, this past Sunday, Joe, yeah. why don't you give us your... Uh, it's, your it's pretty good. It's pretty well, tight. I, mean, I think it's, like, it's a little longer. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Keep going. What, what was it? This is the only thing that we ever put on the screen up there for sermons. Yep. We don't put up the points. We, we don't put, put up the summary. Points. We just That's put it. up the summary. And That's it. Now, here we go. Bibles. Good thing you had this summary up there because ain't no, no one was getting it. I think we had to leave it up there for like 30 minutes. Yep. Go. Okay, here we go. A proper theology. <laughs> <laughs> Joe feels so silly right now. I know. It was a, a proper theology of wine, which is what the whole sermon was about, theology of wine. Mm-hmm. A proper theology of wine helps us to understand both the justice and the mercy of God in the person and work of Jesus Christ. That's not too long. It's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. That all was right. all right. A little long. A little long. Not very memorable. Nope. Nope. I, I just forgot it now. All they're going to be like is theology of wine or something? All I, all I got from Sunday was uh, drink to your heart's content. <laughs> not what I said. That, that's the only thing I got from Sunday. <laughs> all right. So it's got to be it's got to be clear, concise, repeatable, or, or right. memorable. And I think good preaching, I think the best preaching always comes through the, the personality mm. of the preacher. Right, so it's a really, yes. really good book. I, I, okay, John, I don't, the wisdom, the, the, the title of your book drives me crazy because I can't remember it. It's, it's too confusing. But it's something like Wisdom, Grace, and Folly or, or something like that. Oh, the like guy that. from Moody. Yeah, John Kessler. Yep. He has this book, Wisdom, hang on, I'm gonna go get it. No, I, it's somewhere here. Wisdom, Grace, Folly or Grace, Folly and something? There's Grace and Folly. I remember those two. Joe is, oh, oh. Oh, Joe. Hold on, Joe. Hold on, Joe. Hold on, guys. I'm taking a photo. 
Oh, yeah. There it is. Joe is standing on top of his couch like the top. On top of his couch because he can't see the top shelf. All right, Joe. All right, Joe. I'm just going to Google it, dude. Why didn't we just Google it? Wisdom, grace, folly. It's a book by John Kessler on preaching. It's more of a theology of preaching. Wisdom, grace, and folly? Uh, No. Glory, folly, wisdom? Wisdom, grace. Mo Larry Curley. I don't know what it is. I spell folly. F-O-L-L-Y. No, L-F-O-L. What? L-Y. Oh, goodness. F-O-L-L-Y. Yeah, that's what I got. L-O-Y. Holly, Folly, Jolly. John. It's all the same. This is a great podcast. K-O-E-S-S-L-E-R. I can't, I can't find it. Just put it in Amazon. All right, you keep going. I'll find it. You, right. you just keep going. In that book, he has a whole this whole idea that these, these, these preachers who say, oh, Lord, uh, I pray that you would hide me and let them only see Jesus— Kessler says this is this is nonsense because God always works through the the person and the personality of of prophets and preachers and teachers. So good preaching, I really do believe, um, comes through the, uh, the the personality comes through in their teaching, and uh, it gives it a unique flavor and spin. Title of the book, Jimmy? Can't find it. Oh. I spell Kessler again. K O E S S L E R, just like it sounds Kessler. No, I thought there was an E. <laughs> there is K O E. Folly, grace, and power. Oh my gosh, John! It's a great John. Book. I hate it. that. Title. All right, you know what? Who put that out? Moody. I don't know. I don't think so. No, he teaches at Moody. Yeah, I know, but like, no. Who was it? Oh, never mind. Who was it? Keep going. No, 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 no. It, it's John Kessler. Yeah, I know. I saw Doctor Brian Chapel. He did the he did the forward. I thought right. maybe we had the. It's like oh wow, no, did no, we have it, it wrong. All right, so what's it called? Folly, folly, grace, and power. Okay. Oh, okay. Like Ryan Hughley's book, Eight Hours or Less. That's great. That's a great book. Except it could Zondervan. be about, except eight hours or less could be about working out. It could be about your occupation. You, nobody knows what that's about. So both these guys need to work on titles. Okay. I actually thought eight hours or less is a great title. What's it about? It's about preaching. Yeah, but you can't tell. Hold on. I'm going to it. You can't tell what it's about. It Ryan, just has a clock on it on a red page. Ryan Hulkley. So um, I, I, that's one thing that I'm looking for. In, in a preacher. I think that's, that's always important. And we just had a guy. We had this. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's hard. Eight hours or less writing faithful sermons faster. If you, if you get the subtitle. On the spine, you ain't seeing that. No, on the spine, so, you're not seeing that. Go. We just had a guy in our preaching lab preach on Saturday. Uh, leadership lab, yes. Yes, leadership lab. And homeboy killed, killed, it. killed it. Killed it. Killed it. I actually texted Joe during it. I was like, he is killing it. Yeah, my wife leans over and goes, he's going to be preaching at Redeemer, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, he'll be preaching at Redeemer. Um, so, and don't well, say his name. Uh, no, his, Jimmy oh, Fowler. No, don't and, say his name. Because all these other people are going to try to take him from us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Never, never mind. His name is... Oliver Bougede. We've got to give somebody's name that we want to get rid of. Oh. Uh, who do we want to get rid of? Uh, Justin Wilson. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You can't take my friend. Okay. Uh, what are we talking about? Preaching. Uh, oh, preaching. So homeboy got there. Pre- and so it was biblical. It was articulate. All that stuff. But his personality. Yes. Out. It was awesome. Okay. So that's what we're looking for. Yeah, and be yourself. Preaching. Be yourself. So, don't be somebody else. Don't be Piper. Don't be Driscoll. Oh. Don't be Keller. Don't try to be stop Chandler. Listen, stop listening to people preach, first of all. Stop that. When you're trying to learn how to preach, stop listening to people preach. You think so? Oh, yeah. You, I people, guess so. Because you're going to start to mimic, mimic them. Yeah. Mimic them. Okay. So how does preaching go off the rails? When, like, when does it get to be a, just a big mess. When are we wasting people's time? Uh, I think you're wasting people's time when you become a running commentary. Okay, so um, that I would say that's, that's sort of like this middle of the road where 
you know, they're, they're being faithful to the text. They're interacting with the Bible, but what they're doing, but they're not preaching. They're simply commenting yes. on, on the meaning of words, verbs, nouns. They're giving you like, background. Uh, and worst case scenario, they're just reciting what they read in other commentaries. Now, why is that not preaching? Well, because you're, you're proclaiming somebody else's work, not what you have been working through as you read and prepare uh, the sermon. Okay, I think there's a better answer. Why is a running commentary not good preaching? Let's say it's all your own words. You've done all the study, but you are a running commentary on the passage. Why is that not good preaching? Because it's not preaching. It's just teaching. Right? It's... It is not aimed at the heart. Oh, is that the answer? Well, I got no, the no, answer? no. There's a couple of answers. I think because you know, a running commentary is dealing with technicals and, and, and specifics yeah. and information. It's great, but it's it, but and in the Greek it says oinos. Yeah, and that's that's great. That's helpful, perhaps. But we want to aim at the heart. We want to aim at the mind. We want to aim at our, the hands. Right. We want people to actually um, feel the weight of these doctrines and yeah. understand the implications of the truths, so that they yep. know what to believe or to do or to change. Um, it's, we don't need a room. Anybody can read a commentary. Oh, absolutely. A preacher is taking the word and sometimes shoving it in the face or down the throat of the listeners. Sometimes they're, they're, it's like they're bringing a, a jug of cool water to the parched and they're helping them to drink. But it is, it is being applied to individuals in very specific ways that make a difference. So I think you're right. Running commentary goes off the rails. I think it really goes off the rails if you're not preaching the text. Like, what right. do you mean? Like, if you're just, if you just, you're just up there talking, you're just up there saying, like, you could be saying even oh, great like a fireside things, chat. But no, no, let's even say, like, you're talking about truth, but you're not, you're not speaking out of a text. You're just kind of talking up there. You're just, I mean, the power is in the word of God preached yeah. and, and expounded upon. I want to, I want to hear that. I want to, I want to feel that. So I, I think if you're, if you're just kind of yelling out stuff that uh, is true, but you're not really unpacking the word of God for people, it, it's going off the rails then. Absolutely. Um, what else? I would say uh, illustration based. So I think I know what you mean. Oh, what, what do I mean by that, Joe? I think some people have an illustration. There is a story or a, mm-hmm. an illustration in mind before they ever have a sermon. Yes. It's like, this is such a great illustration. This I'm going to build my sermon. That'll preach. That. That'll, pre- oh, that'll preach. That'll preach. Yep. I, I, yep. I agree. Yeah. I, I think then you're not really, it's eisegesis at that point. You're just trying to find that yeah. right passage that's going to back up what you want to say already. Yeah. Yeah. Adam Carolla is a, is a atheist uh, Hollywood comedian guy. And he has this bit where he always talks about how there are certain movies where you know they had the title before they had the story. Face yeah. Off. Face <laughs> Off with John Travolta. <laughs> And Nick Cage, like, oh, they had face off and then they went ahead and they, they wrote a story or something like that. Um, and that happens with a lot of preaching where it's story after story, interesting anecdotes. Yep. I was in a church one time with Jen and uh, we were at Louisville uh, Southern Seminary. Okay. This was back in the mid nineties. So there wasn't a lot of really solid churches around. There were a lot of churches. There were a few that were truly evangelical and Baptist and healthy um, not really any really reformed ones that were Southern Baptist at the time. Now there are, but, uh, we went to a church and the guy, I think it was Crescent Hill Baptist or something like that. And uh, more of a liberal church, went in their beautiful building, mm-hmm. went in, uh, people were, you know, pretty warm to us. The preacher got up there with, uh, a magazine. It was either time or people. 
And he said, today I am preaching from Time Magazine, and he focused on an article about what real heroes are. Okay. So that went off the rails. Yeah, that that is off It's an extreme example. That is a very extreme example. I think preaching goes off the rails with rabbit trails. Yep. Where people just go and go and go, and they've they've lost uh, the people. I think uh, preaching goes off the rails when we are more interested in coming off in a certain way. Um, like when people focus on themselves, they focus on their performance. Absolutely. Like there's a whole lot of a whole lot of rehearsing going on. And practice. We're not, say, we're not saying practicing. No, practice is great. Because I practice. Support, I don't, you know. But like when you, I are, mean, we're not all Joe Thorne. <laughs> but there is this idea like where they're almost acting when they get up there yeah and that i think i think that's um that's not so helpful because at that point you're not really being yourself anymore i think preaching goes off the rails when you have an axe to grind Mm -hmm. when's that hobby horse the hobby horse he just over and over and i kid you not i heard the same sermon for a year you probably needed to hear it Oh, uh, they would say I did. <laughs> yeah. no, they would. <laughs> they would say I did. But uh, yeah. Did you have to go through like a deep programming once you got out of there? Uh, you know, I did have a lot of. <laughs> your, I, I, I still had baggage. I would say from that. Yeah. So, preaching. Sometimes you're going to be there. Maybe you're in a church where the preaching is not really good. No. Nope. And. Um, maybe, maybe the guy is just not very good. Maybe the guy is in a bad, bad, bad place and he's not preparing. Who, who knows what the reasons are? You find yourself in a situation where... How about this? Hold on. I want to add one more. Oh, do it. Preaching goes off the rails Uh-oh. when it's plagiarized. Yeah. That's good. I'm going to go with that one. I like Just because you said not prepared and I'm thinking of, uh, uh, actually Desiring God had an article up this last week about that uh it was a ask john piper oh yeah and uh so pastor john was talking about pastors who plagiarize or uh just kind of read what do you say maybe maybe they don't plagiarize maybe they still cite who it was but they read word for word somebody else's sermon yeah uh what he said was uh i can pull it up i guess but Essentially, he was just talking about the heart behind it, mm. the heart behind it, but then also really focused on you're, you're not really preaching then. That's not preaching. No. It's not preaching because it, the Word of God has not impacted you, and you're not proclaiming the goodness of God to others. Right. You're proclaiming what God has done to somebody else. Yeah. And hoping that that kind of transcends over to— Somebody once said to me— that you need to be feeding the people from what's growing in your life. Mm, beautiful. And I like that. That'll preach. I like <laughs> <laughs> Healthy leaders coming to our <laughs> conference on. Um, and I think that there's a lot of truth in that. So you need to be preaching to yourself. You Absolutely. Need to be growing in that. Um, Speaking of which, uh, you can, there's a great resource out there. What's that? Uh, note to self. Oh, yeah. Note yeah. to self. You can head on over to Amazon and grab Note to Self by Joe Thorne. All right. So, um, yeah, those. I, I know how much it yeah, like irritates yeah. you right. when I when I. <laughs> it's actually a great book. Everybody bought Note to Self, just nobody bought Experience in the Trinity. No, do you wrote a second book? Yeah, see, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, thanks for the promo, Crossway. Uh, anyways, no, I love won't make guys. that mistake again. Um, so you're you're sitting under preaching yep. that is kind of going off the yes. rails. All right, going back to what you said. What do you do? 
Like, what if you're in a church and you're not leaving, but no. you're, there's a period of time where the preaching is bad. What do you do in that situation? What are some things that you can do? I would say get what you can out of it. You know, I would say there's got to be something in there. Right. There's got to be something in there that um, that is good for you. Right. So even if it's because there's different levels, right? If they're not yeah. preaching the word, you can't get anything out of it. No, it's no. going to be a train wreck. In that case, open up your Bible, drill down into it. I did and, that. For, yeah, I did that for like a year. And then go. But listen, go and go and talk to your pastor. Go and talk to him and say, hey, you know, um, I'm, I'm having a hard time mm-hmm. following you here because it's just not. It's not uh, good. Well, you know, there's something uh, something not happening. And you may be received well, or you may not, but you've got to do something. My experience has been not well. Yeah. Well, I had a guy come to me. Mm-hmm. I won't say who it was, but it was Brian Malcolm. Oh. And um, <laughs> and he said, uh, he goes, hey, man, how's your sermon prep coming? I go, That's, it's been going really good. And he's like, because I feel like, this was years ago, he's like, I feel like lately, or I think lately, that I didn't know if you weren't had enough time to prepare. Whatever it's not, I don't feel like it's connecting mm. with certain people, and I just didn't wanted to know if we could help in any way. And he kind of laid out this whole thing, and he's like, "I hope that's not discouraging." And I said, "No, it's wildly discouraging." Um, <laughs> but I appreciate you bringing it to me, um, putting in all the same prep time. So what I did though was I said, "All right, from now on, I need you to critique my sermons and tell me what's missing." So help me out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. And like, so I get feedback from a few different people, but Brian's one of those guys. He'll even come to me in this last services. Yeah. It was either this Sunday or the last one. It was this last one on theology of wine. He'll, he'll come in in between the like, All right. Uh, it was, it was, it was good, but I I think you need to do this on the front end. Cause I don't think people know what you're talking about too early enough. And, um, or be sure and hit these people in the church. Cause this whole segment of people you're not hitting. And that's really helpful for me, but you might get beat up for it, but you got to do something. But you're but like other scenarios are when it's just running commentary, or maybe the yeah. guy is preaching the word. He's just not very good yet. He's kind of green. Um, get what you can out of it because you can. it's still God's word. It's still God's word, especially when there was one time I had. Uh, I feel bad. I don't know if I should say it. Well, go ahead. You already teased it. So you know there was something that God had put on my heart, and I went and shared it with the pastor. And he goes, uh, nah, man, that's that's horrible. That's terrible. And the following week, it was the exact sermon that I had <laughs> laid all out. <laughs> shared with was that one. me? No, it wasn't okay. you. Right. <laughs> I was like, like, I don't remember this. I was like, oh, I'm getting a lot out of this because I learned it last week. <laughs> <laughs> he plagiarized you. <laughs> I called him out for it, but so um, I, I think that you know what I've actually been in that situation where okay, so we're in John three. And the guy's trying to preach John three, and it's just falling apart. Yeah, maybe he's rambling. Maybe he's not saying anything. I just, I just drill down into John three. Absolutely. I just read it and have study time. Uh, again, you, ultimately, you want to address these problems. You want to try and, and see God at work, but don't, don't give up. Don't get up and walk no. out. Yeah. And even if you find yourself disagreeing, all right, well, use this as a sharpening time. Absolutely. You know, people don't always agree with what I say. I no, mean, that's true. Uh, you know, I, I, in fact, you know, I, there's a, there's, I was talking to a person at our church recently, and they, they, they really disagree and um, do not like a particular doctrine that I recently preached on, and they're just struggling with it. They don't yeah, like yeah. it, and uh, they, they're finding it to be inconsistent. And they can talk to me about it. Yeah, it's totally, it's totally fine. Like, it, it's cool, and we can work it out and talk about it, and you know, pray over it, and and everything's good. But like, don't waste the opportunity when you when you're there. I think you, you can always do something to get something out. Now, if they're preaching heresy, 
you know, <laughs> that's that's something different though. Yeah. That, that's a whole different topic. Yeah, you maybe you're visiting a church or yeah. your pastor just like lost his mind, uh, but you got to do something. Yeah, do something. If, if it's your church, especially if it's your church, uh, and you're seeing something consistently, even at the first time. I'd bring it to the leadership. Oh, of course. And say, hey, I just need clarity on this. I just preached on like, the theology. Like, don't be a heretic hunter, but I'm just right. saying, like. No, I just preached on a theology of wine. Yep. Um, and it's the biblical picture of wine. And, you know, uh, some of that was in the article that I put up on our uh, website. Ultimately, if I were to say something like, you know, drunkenness really, I mean, it, you, it's, drunkenness is really not a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, people would have gone and talked to the leadership about yeah, that. Absolutely. It would have been like, wait a minute, he just said that it's yeah, not a some, problem. Something's drunk. not consistent here. So, um, yeah, you you can always do something. I, I think that I think the reason that uh, preaching can derail worship is because it's supposed to be this pinnacle yes. of the exploration and the experience of the Word of God. So, if we get that wrong, it's almost like we've we 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 missed so much of the opportunity um, that God affords the church. But even if your pastor isn't great, look at all el- look at all the other things that you still have. You still have worship. You still have yep. songs. You still have prayer. Hopefully, you still have the Lord's Supper. Yep. Um, you know, you you have the offering. Uh, you have the readings of Scripture. You have all these things. This is why it's important to have all of those things in place. Uh, because sometimes, listen, sometimes at Redeemer, the, the preaching is not going to be as strong as it is other times. And but you'll have all, <laughs> Amen. yeah, right. And you have the music, and you have the the readings and the responsive readings. But now would you say like, let's just say, you know, redeemer aside, I'm looking outside, right? If the preaching is consistently subpar, is, is that a time to go? I mean, I I guess that's maybe, is that preferential? I mean, I, it would depend on what you mean by subpar. If it's not to your preferential liking, uh, sure, you may want to go somewhere else. I'm going to um, say it's not as strong as it could be, and I'm not talking about the guy. Here's the thing. What I'm not saying is th- that the guy has been preparing faithfully, that they're doing the best they can, that they're seeking and striving to glorify God in all these things. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay. If you're doing all those things, and yet it's still like it's just you're you're working through that gifting, there's grace and patience for that. Right. Be patient. Okay, I'm saying you could tell the guy's not preparing. Right. You could well, there's tell a, there's a leadership issue then. The, yeah. The, yeah. If you could tell that it's it's the same hobby horse over and over and yeah. over again, you could tell that um, it's going nowhere, and it has been going nowhere for some time. The two things I look for in any church, and we have people that you know, we've had a few people that move, and they're like, we can't find a church like Redeemer. Yep. You know, we're in this major city, and there's no, and they love the church oh, that they yeah, came from. Oh, yeah, I love Redeemer. I love your preaching, Joe. It's so great. Well, I, can't find any, I can't find anyone it's like they, you. They like our worship Joe, culture. Joe, you're so great. Stop it. They like our worship culture. I love your preaching. Okay, I'm going to hurt you over there in a second. <laughs> um, but what I tell them is, listen. Can I listen uh, to your podcast? We, they, I tell them, look for the preaching of the word. Look for a, look for strong preaching and look for a strong community of faith. You know, the worship music may not be your style or your preference. Um, there may be weaknesses there. Uh, maybe they don't celebrate the Lord's Supper every week. But you know, if you can, you're not you're not likely to find your ideal church if the preaching is strong and the people are strong. Then, like, I I can live with that. I agree, and I think like one of the things that drew us and now not joking when I say these things. One of the things that drew us to Redeemer was the preaching, right? Was uh, the the statement of faith, was all those things. And 
like Michelle and I had came in before actually coming to a service with the mentality that even if the worship sucks, at least we've got the preaching and that is that's primary for us. Uh, now we just have the added benefit of, I mean, Redeemer is just clicking on all cylinders. Um, we only got four of them. When they got it's a four banger. It's, a four it's, banger. it's not a six cylinder or a V8. It's a, it's a four banger, but it's, but, it, hey, but it does those four things. Well, it's like your white hoopty that you drive. You know what, dude, uh, that it, Ford, whatever from Canada, Ford focus <laughs> from Canada. It rattles when you drive. It does not. It rattle. looks like it pulled off the lot of Sanford and son. It does not look like that. Why do you say that? It does not look like that. Listen, hey, where's your where's your second car? Uh, I don't have a second car. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So if then, I did, it wouldn't be Sanford and Son. Yeah, it would. No, it wouldn't. You're telling me right now, if you couldn't have my car. No, oh, I'd sell it for cigar money. What? What are you talking about? <laughs> all right, let's get back. Car. Let's get back to it. We gotta I'm wrap this up. I'm just saying though, not all oh, keep going. All right, I'm I don't even know what I'm talking about. When preaching goes bad, yep. Worship goes bad. Worship goes bad. All right. So it affects um, the whole thing. That's why I think it should be primary. Like when you're looking, I get that. Like, listen, there's all these other things that may not work well, but I think preaching needs to be. And again, I still think it, it preaching is done well, even if the person themselves are developing. Well, first of all, you're not comparing your preacher to Piper or Chandler or whomever you think is. No, I am not doing that because here's the thing. I wouldn't want that. No, those guys aren't good. No, it, <laughs> here's the thing. Jimmy is almost I, said he agreed, no, so but I, to a degree, I, I, I do. To a degree, I do, and I, I want to be careful when I say that because I know I'm, you know, stepping on the idol of uh, of, of, of false a, worshipers, out a there. false yeah. worshipers out there, right? Like no, but we, but we, I, I wouldn't want. We gravitate towards, you know, we should be gravitating towards our own pastors. Like, That's we, it. The, to our preachers, there was a That's day it. when the best preacher was your pastor. But now we got podcasts and radio and all this stuff, and so exactly. every, everybody gets to hear everybody. Um, so we're, that's not what you're talking mm-hmm. about. You're just saying, like, listen, um, if you get a young preacher, if you get a young pastor, he's going to be growing in his preaching. If he can preach, he'll grow in it. He'll if, grow if he's a good it. pastor, he's going to be constantly give leading, the grace, and I'm okay with that. I yeah. can sit under a young pastor that's learning. Yeah, that I can do. I could do that all day. But a young pastor or an old pastor who is just stagnant and they're, they're Nothing's happening. Well, that's I ain't got time situation. for that. Yeah, my my family doesn't have time for that. Well, you because you want the word of God brought forth with clarity, absolutely, with earnestness. That's right. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, you know what? I'm uh, I'm starting the new Luke series. I'm actually looking forward to that. It's Thursday. I should start preparing. No, that's not true. <laughs> I want everybody to know that's not true. I really need to think of something to say. You know what? I know you've actually been looking Am at I this series for the past three months. So stop it. I think. Stop it. Yeah. You did all of your preparing you got on any good, Monday. You got any good stories? No, you know what? I heard this podcast by a up-and-coming preacher named Mark Driscoll. He mm-hmm. did a whole series on Luke. Oh. You can just go ahead and listen to his. That's all right. You don't want to do that? I'll do my own thing. You'll do your own thing? <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, how can people uh, support the podcast? If they want to help us out, if they mm-hmm. want to get into the D&D world, what do they do? Yeah, you can uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo and on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head on over to the website, click on the uh, contact us page. You can fill out the form, send us your thoughts, your ideas, your suggestions. Uh, You can also click on the email list sign up and you can get on our email list. 
You can head on over to iTunes and leave us an honest five-star review. You can head on over to Amazon and leave an honest five-star review of Joe Thorne's new books on the church. Um, you can buy some stuff at the store, the t-shirts, the hoodies, the journals, the, uh, the videos, that video content that we have up there. All that helps to support the podcast, the hosting, all the stuff that uh, goes on behind the scenes to make doctrine and devotion happen. You know, if you really, if we, you know, if we, if we get enough help, um, maybe we'll put on an even more awesome conference next year. Hmm. Mm. Actually, gonna, we, we got some ideas. We do have some ideas. We do have some ideas. And hey, you know what? Be praying. Yeah. We mean that sincerely yeah. because we've already put out a feeler for the next conference speaker. Yep. And let me tell you this. It's a biggie. It is a biggie. Al Mohler. It's not Al Mohler. Oh, sorry. It is not Al Mohler. Mark Driscoll. Mark. <laughs> Coming out of the it, shadows. It, the it phoenix is. rising from the ashes. Okay, that's, that, that's not that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, pray, pray for that. that. That would be- We all uh, become uh, spiritual members of his church. Uh, that's okay. I think I'm going to stay here. Um, Fresh Pod, every <laughs> Monday and Thursday. I wonder how many people are going to be offended by that. Fresh content every Wednesday. Jimmy usually doesn't get it to me till Tuesday night at midnight. But, uh, Tuesday uh, night, 7 o'clock. I got okay. you to 7 o'clock. I, I was Actually, good. I got it to 6.30. You know, you know how much editing I had to do on that thing? I was up till midnight on that train wreck. That's not funny. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> no, you knew That it was, was a good one. It was a good one. Um, yeah, and then video content someday. It's coming soon. Someday, whenever we have time. Yeah, which is never going to happen. So, no, Later. we're, we're going to do We are going to do video content. We so, are. I know. Yeah. I just got to figure out how we're going to do it. All right. Clone Later. Us. No, and, Clone no, Wars? Yeah, cl- clone us. Clone us. Remember the movie Multiplicity? Michael Keaton? Michael Keaton? Yeah. yeah. I never saw it. You never seen it? It was actually pro- really good. I saw it. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. You know, it was I know it wasn't? Because you, you like watch it. it. Oh, you because like I liked it. it. Uh-huh. You know, you know, I don't like yeah. it. Later. Hey, guys, later. <laughs> <laughs>